podcast, although today isn't really a podcast, it's more of a book club where we discuss a book we've been reading, Gaunt's Ghost, first and only, but before we start talking about that, if you enjoy today's podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous and consider supporting the podcast. You get tons of stuff like access to the Discord, bloopers if there are any, some really nice HD posters of maybe waifus. There's also a comic that is the first two pages of uh, anime life in the School of Progenium. So definitely head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous. Thank you all so much for the support. And uh, Bricky, merch, and whatever else you do. Uh, Are degrading you for using waifus in our opening? Yeah. Yeah, I hate hate you. Whatever, dude. Get, chase <laughs> that bag, dude. Jesus. What the hell is chase that bag mean? Is that some chase kind of boomer money. term I don't know about? It's like a bag of money, dude. Come on. We've replaced that with, like, get on the grind and all that crap nowadays. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll update the, the old man lexicon. You Tell them wanna... about the merch already. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Chase go to, that uh, bag. Okay.com or uh, awesome merch. We have Adept's Ridiculous uh, hoodies. We have short sleeves. We've got Doge Van Dyer stickers. Awesome stuff. And if you spend over $75 in the U.S., you get free shipping. So there's that. Um, I think it's always, it's always been that way, but, you know, it's just, I don't yeah. think I ever mentioned it. Um, well, once wait, or twice, you... I think you did, but that's Maybe. Okay. You, you, did you, do you ever say, uh, in your boomer lexicon, do you ever say, how do you fix for blades? Never. I have no idea what that's even, what is that like? How do you fix your lawnmower blades or something? Like, wh- No, it's, um, it con- I remember my grandfather back when I didn't have a beard and then I got a beard and he's <laughs> like, how do you fix for blades, kid? And I guess that means like you're out of oh. razor blades because have you're not, you- you're not shaving. Biggest boomer thing is after you get a haircut, or after one of your friends gets a haircut, do you go, oh, looks like you got your ears lowered. I've never heard that before. Never heard that. Okay. That's my, 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 that was something I got from my grandpa, is every time I, I came home from getting a haircut, he's like, wow, looks like you got your ears lowered. And I'm like, what? That sounds like a grandpa thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the elderly... <laughs> We're talking about Gaunt's ghosts. Good transition. That's a that's a Dean Kamen right there. That's well a Dean Kamen. <laughs> Gaunt's ghosts, a extremely popular 40k novel. One of the most popular 40k novels out there. One of I'd argue one of the best opening novels and one of the one of the better written ones as well. Um, something that I've been really excited. I read this like nine years ago. I read this all like when I was either in high school or maybe like right after high school. I read this a while ago. And yeah, when we say Bricky's a veteran, like nine years ago, he read Gone's Coast. Jesus. Give or take. I don't even know if it was out nine years ago, but I'm just I'm imposing upon the fact that it was a while. Right. Yeah. 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 And I remember absolutely adoring it. Now, DK, uh, mm-hmm. you, you, well, well, let's go. I'll go over the premise first. So, okay, go over the premise, yeah. Gaunt's Ghosts follows Colonel Commissar Ibram Gaunt, who is a commissar with his own command of a regiment, which is kind of rare to have a commissar both be a commander. Yeah. And he is in command of the Tanith First and Only, which are a special group of wilderness survival kind of stealth troops from the homeworld of Tanith who, after getting their first regiment, was immediately obliterated by chaos, hence why they are the first and the only. And so it's a wonderful story about a... It's a war story. Brothers in Arms, a little bit of spying, a little bit of espionage, some moral dilemmas, lots of, like, kind of back-and-forth bro moments between the soldiers. And also, it's generally about, you know, a little bit about him earning trust. Uh, But... That is generally the concept. Uh, the overall story involves standard Imperial Guard stuff, but our good friend Gaunt has intercepted a fancy piece of decryption tech that is extremely high, high classification, and the it seems that the people above him, the generals, want it, and there is a bit do. of a, a bit of a political struggle. 
and yeah, there's that a power struggle there is and we're finding out what is on the cipher or the um no a cipher sign that is de- whatever yeah it's on the, the thing million level crystal that yeah. has some secret stuff on it that everybody but him wants and so it's him figuring out what it is and a little bit of espionage and some political struggle and dk Yes. You had you had told me, well, mm-hmm. what did you think? Because you've read it once a bit ago, as in like earlier this month. Yep, yep, I did. And then you reread it or listened to it in like the last like week to be able to kind yeah. of be more refreshed. Yeah, in the last three days, I read it again. Um, what were your? Oh, go ahead. It's, it's good. It's just like there are <clears throat> there are a lot of characters to keep track of. And so, yes. like, there would be a lot of times where I would I, w- I would struggle. Like, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, this person said something." Like, Wait, is that is that uh, McCaff? Is that Catherine? Is that is that Ron? And so it's 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 a lot of characters to juggle. It is. You know? well, there, what there are were a lot your of characters thoughts? with the first name of D. That's all, a, that's also true. Because I liked it, and I, I it's it feels like it's a really good uh, sort of primer for like the guard. And like what the guards stand for, and uh, as I read it, I was like, "Man, this has got to be like Bricky's Bible." Like, as, <laughs> as as someone that likes the Imperial Guard so much, this has got to be like his go-to text, right? You're um, goddamn right. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Um, though Gaunt is is actually like his his mindset is very sort of like anti the usual guard because he doesn't want to just sacrifice his people like he really deeply cares about all of his tanth first and he he'll sacrifice to make sure that they're safe which is very um it's a very <laughs> anti-commissar very anti-commissar very anti-guard um especially there, there was one part in the book where uh Oh man, I I I don't know if the Jantine uh, patrician are are a normal thing in 40k or if they're just for this book. But man, they came across as real fucking douchebags. They are in fact real fucking douchebags. <laughs> they are guard to a T. Just you send all of them. Eventually, somebody's gonna get through and get the job done. So the um I I will say actually uh, while we're discussing this. I'm going to pull up the image of the Gaunt's Ghosts models because uh, now that you can put a face to the group. Oh, right, 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 right. It might actually be a little bit handy. So here is the image of the new models. Okay, on let, me, the, let, me, on, let me open that up. Okay. So in the middle is obviously Gaunt. Gaunt, uh, right. On the far, we'll go from the left to right, actually. Far left okay. is Scout Sergeant McColl. He wasn't in it a ton until the end when he was helping them traverse through the uh, the yeah. little facility. Well, we don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the on the to the right of him is Mad Larkin, the sniper. Yeah, the sniper, right? I I got that from the sniper rifle. Sure. Uh, to the right of him is Ron, with the knife. Oh, um, that's Ron, huh? I don't know yeah. why, but I imagine Ron looking a lot more menacing and a lot bigger. Uh, well, that would like be Bragg. Gun-sized. Yeah, Bragg is. Uh, so so Bragg's on the Bragg was there. <laughs> Bragg's on the right. That's an obvious one. There's his <laughs> auto cannon. Um, and then the guy pointing next to Bragg is uh, Column Corbeck, the colonel. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so that's it. Gives a little bit better to be able to uh, put a face to all of the all of the the names. And I think yeah, that actually good. made it a little bit easier when I reread it. Because by being able to properly see all of them, it assisted me a lot more. Be like, oh, yeah, okay, there's the people. Which which reminds me, here's an additional image. Uh, Gaunt, I think it's, uh, yeah, Ron on the left, then Larkin, and then Korbeck and Bragg on the right. That's definitely more what I imagined Ron to look like. Is yeah, like, well, the models like have kind of crossed a, and kind of like. Mm, yeah, well, the, the models kind of right. make a little bit more of a tough. A little sure. tougher to see, but sure. I think it was also difficult because on Audible, uh, there wasn't a ton of differentiation between like their accents, unless it was like brag. Everybody else's <laughs> voice, aside from Gaunt's, sounded real similar too. So well, they're all like, like super Scottish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they so are. I feel like real if you Scottish. if you had the book, 
and you were just flipping through pages, it might be a little easier because obviously in your head you're going to give them like different voices, different accents and whatever, and you might be able to differentiate it uh, a little easier. Yeah, um, I mean, Bragg was obvious because he he talked in a really low voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he uh, talked like a brute. Yeah, he, he was he's kind of wonderful. He reminds me a lot of um. I didn't really watch Game of Thrones, but the Hodor guy. Oh, definitely. Uh, he's like he's like the big dumb one, but everyone loves him. Uh, yep. I just I love how his name is Trigon Bragg because he's such a shit shot. Such shit aim, <laughs> and it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt him too much. Um, no, it's just kind of funny because he runs around a corner heaving an assault cannon, which is basically <laughs> like a warthog gun, into like guardsmen, and he just misses. Like, how do you miss with that? <laughs> Speaking of accents, um, I think it was yeah, it was uh, Dursius. When Dursius shows up in uh, in in the book, in mostly in the flashbacks, obviously. Um, Whoever did the reading of it made him sound exactly like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi from, like, the original Star Wars trilogy. He did. Un- Uncle Dursius, you're referring to? Yeah, yeah Uncle Dursius. Exactly uh, like Obi-Wan. Yeah, he, he was good. Also, uh, speaking of Star Wars, the Inquisitor was just fucking Palpatine. He was oh, yeah. just Palpatine. Heldane? Yeah. Yeah. Inquisitor Helbane was like, you must is- stop gods and get in, take the crystal. <laughs> Only thing is, I could never imagine him as the emperor because, like, the way they described him, he's like, oh, yeah, he has this, like, elongated, echoing face. And I was like, oh, God, he's a furry. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd so you every get, time you get I, furry from that? What? Well, because he has like this. So all I could imagine was like he had this sort of like horse face that had this really elongated front face. So all I could picture was just this really awkward horse face dude. And I'm just like, ah, no. I think he's just got like a thinner, like thinner face. Not like they, his face actually long. They specifically said he had an equine like face. So I was like, oh, it's. It's just it's just a good adjective. It is. That is a, that is a, you very rarely hear that adjective. So that's fair. But still, uh, Heldane is a furry. Confirmed. God, all right. Fine. He's a furry. Whatever, man. It's it's fine. He's he's <laughs> he was a shithead anyway. He um, was. He was. A, well, he's an inquisitor. What is there? Are there any good inquisitors that no. don't try to ruin everything? Okay. So there are there are significantly more good inquisitors than there are bad. Okay. Inquisitors are actually very good at their job. The, it's just the memes that they're always exterminating everything, <laughs> and, and they're always douchebags. And in this situation, obviously, he was yeah. he was the bad guy. But also, I mean, the Lord Generals of the Guard was also a douchebag. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. what's his Dravere? name? Dravere? Dravere, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lord Dravere High Militant Dravere, who talked in an accent like this. <laughs> yeah. Bring there me more know. caffeine. Yes, I, I need more grapes. Put the grapes in my mouth. I can't mm. chew them on my own. Like, yeah. for, the, for the Emperor, sir. I was like, oh, yes, yes, of course, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. The guard is like, for the Emperor. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I yes. guess. Mm, sure, whatever. I, I did enjoy uh, a couple of the... Uh, I, I enjoyed a couple of the accents. I actually liked a lot how they did like a... Kind of like an African thing for the Vitrian Dragoons. Oh um, yes, the Vitrian were real cool. They I, were cool. I like the Vitrian. Yeah, uh, because they they had this kind of like uh, what's like the accent they did where it's like the Vitrian dragoons, you know, serving yeah. the pure god, and it has that kind of that kind of thick accent to it. And mm-hmm. I thought, and they were they were such bros. Oh yeah, they were. Th- th- you could not. Well, I guess it'd be spoilers if I explained why they were so bro. But yes, they are. They are. Right there, and there's, I their culture is really great too. With like their um, oh shoot, what's the what's the book called? It starts with a B. It's like the oh the 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 war novel, the art of war thing. Yeah, it's like the Brinhata. Oh yeah, the the it's not like that, but like I I posted their armor because like their armor is so oh, yeah. cool looking with like the scales mm-hmm. on the front, and yeah, they, they have they have their art of war book where it's like. You set las guns to max power and and you uh, <laughs> one shot only kind of thing. Um, which, Leave no doubt about the first kill. Which I must say, if there's one one thing interesting about Gaunt's Ghosts is that Gaunt's Ghosts is basically just Fast and the Furious because <laughs> they like clobber two separate Iron Warrior Space Marines in the first battle, 
They do. And I, I was, wanted to talk about that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like reading Gaunt's Ghosts, I was like, oh yeah, guardsmen with enough of them can handle space marines. Reading the Night Lord's books and the Comrade Kerr's books, I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> like Gaunt like shanks uh, the Night Lord with, or not, the Iron Warrior with his chainsaw. I'm like, that's not going to go through his armor, bro. It's going to crack right? and break. <laughs> like they they took out two iron and granted a couple people died from like the iron warrior sure but i was like yo that's a chaos space marine though like, yeah i, I mean he you, did kill no like, way you he guys killed, like, are 15 getting... guardsmen but they like killed him with like five or so hot shot lazarounds and i'm like yeah eh. i'm like, I'm like uh, man there's a reason they call those las guns like uh flashlights normally right I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did, like, put him on full power, but even still, so. That's a Chaos Space Marine. That's not a Chaos Guardsman. That's not your everyday, what was it, the Shriven was the thing they were fighting. And not like yeah. a Shriven that has no armor. It's like, that's a fucking Space Marine. That's a traitor Space Marine. You can Maybe. you can definitely appreciate the World War II vibes a lot more with when you read this book. Oh, yeah. The whole first battle is just a trench war. Yep. The whole damn thing. Going through the trenches, trying to uh, save Fortis Binary. Fortis Um, Fortis Binary. That douchebag of the Jantine Patricians with his tiered bio scar on his face. Oh, right, right. Um, What's his name? Dercius, I think. No, no, it's Uncle Dercius, right? Yeah, that's Uncle Dercius. Yeah. um, What was his name? So the the Jantine had Flens. It's Flens. That was his name. It was Flens. And then and then Brackus under Flens. You're right. Major Brackus and and Colonel Flens, mm-hmm. uh, who has face flensed by a Tyranid. Oh fuck both of them. God. They were, they were, <laughs> they were, they were real shitheads. Though yeah. I gotta I gotta say the the overall like structure of the book I think would make a great miniseries. Because it's mm-hmm. it, it does like set ups uh, set off sorry set ups and payoffs very well, mm-hmm. but because there's four major ways or four major avenues or like locations that the book runs. It's the opening fight on Fortis Binary, and then you've got Shore Leave, which was uh, on um, which was actually really fun. Um, yeah, it was. I really like that one where they're they're fucking over the locals for booze and, and porno yeah. mags <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they can sell them to their own men to make a profit. <laughs> and and then you had uh, the the ship on, on them on the on the uh, the ship heading to the next oh, area. Yeah. The Ab- Absalom, I think it was called. I forget like the that. name of the ship, but whatever yeah. it was called. And yeah. then you had the final fight on. Remind me of the name of the planet. Menazoid Epsilon. That's the one. I the planet's names just went one out one out one year and left out yep. the other. Yep. Yep. Um but so each of those areas could really probably be done in like a two episode each for an eight oh, episode yeah. miniseries. It would work pretty well. Because it, it's got a it's surprisingly dark and light toned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite funny at times. Not as funny as Infinite Divine. That's a hilarious. Oh God, book. no. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's still some pretty good. Like we, we we were talking about this. You said that after you kind of got spoiled by Infinite Divine. Oh, I definitely did because that is just like trolling. And oh my God, look at all these orcs. Look at us be funny about the orcs. Look at us one up each other. And then you go to Gaunt's Ghost, and it's kind of just like, man, like there's a few quips here and there, but it's like this is like this is grim dark. Like this is like you know, bros arm in arm. Our comrades are dying all around us. There's really nothing to joke about, and God, ah, grim dark. So yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a big contrast from the hilarity of Infinite and the Divine. It's like uh, like Infinite Divine is, is our funny spy versus spy movie where Gaunt's Ghost is our like Black Hawk Down, you're the Pacific, yeah. the Band of Saving Brothers, Private Ryan, Saving Private yeah. Ryan, where those movies have humorly like funny things in them sometimes, but it's to break from the constant never ending just death, death, yep, death and war and bar. Uh, also, I didn't expect the Vitrian armor to look like that, because every time they talked about their armor, they made it sound like it was, like, glass. Like, it was just translucent and reflective, and it Well, they can, like, stealthy. adjust it to make it that way. Oh! To make it, like, stealthy, remember? Where they kind of, like, walked out of the tree line looking all shimmery? 
Oh, I missed that they could do that on. I thought that was just how the the their armor always looked. No, I think okay. they can like change the folds. Gotcha. Um, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. They look really cool, man. They I really I do. would love some third party models of those guys. Is there no uh, GW official Vitrian dragoons? Absolutely not. Oh. I honestly, well, there, I well, there are like only, nine books show, of Gaunt's Ghosts, so we yeah. don't know how they even survive. That's true. I was going to say, it's like, they probably only show up in Gaunt's Ghost, and it took this long just to get Gaunt and his ghosts some models. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. Good point. <laughs> At least there's some good models, though. They are. They are. Um, there's actually a couple of the uh, of the parts in the in the book as like it goes through because I'm I'm when I'm reading it and I'm looking at them on pyrite and I'm just thinking to myself like if I was a, a, a military man and I'm reading this I bet I'd be chuckling to myself it's like hey look at all these all these enlisted soldiers going on shore leave uh, <laughs> looking at women in bars fucking gambling drinking and then causing problems yep, I'm like that sounds right <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. right yep yep. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let off some steam, man. You gotta let off that steam. I like You've how been through hell. I like how Bragg and uh, I, I think it's Bragg and the what's the kid's name again? It's with an M. Uh, Milo. My Milo. I think it's Bragg and Milo. No, it wasn't Milo. It was Bragg and somebody else, and they were like gambling, and, and and then they had to they had to get away for something, and Bragg just like smooches the stripper on the lips, and is like bye bye, and leaves. <laughs> Typical brag. Typical He's, brag. Typical brag. He was like, "Oh, it's a nice goodbye." He probably didn't even think anything of it. He was just throwing dice and get. I fucking Major Ron literally went to the local dudes and was like, "Here's I, I want to buy a bunch of your porno mags, booze and shit." It's like show show him show him the stuff, man. And the guy pulls out a las gun and starts murdering the people. And Ron's like, "Let's go, we're out of here." It's like, all right, yeah, that'll be two thousand imperial credits. No, none of this local currency shit. Just give me the money. And Ron's like, okay. And they just take off with the shit. It's like, hey. And then they're being they're being chased the whole time as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, I do warehouse where you never hear from the the local thugs again. And it's a myth from Pyrite. Yeah, I like I like how they really incorporated the the Tannis stealth ability. Where mm-hmm. they would like walk into a room and they'd ha- they'd have all their cloaks like dusted with the the local debris, so then they just be kind of hiding in the shadows and they just kind of come out and shank a dude and, and leave. Yep. They they that's, made that's for some cool thing. stealth troopers. Uh, yeah. Troopers. That's, that it, was their thing on Tanith, right? It was, but it, I like the way that it was written. Where like mm-hmm. Gaunt would strode up a hill and there were two thousand ghosts up there, but he couldn't see a single one because they've all been like hidden with the dirt <laughs> on yep. their uh, on their uniforms. Gaunt is, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that Gaunt's, Gaunt's a Chad, right? Gaunt is a cool guy. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that Gaunt is like Omega level Chad. Uh, like where everybody else kind of blended in whenever Gaunt showed up, it was like, oh shit, now, now I'm in, you know? Well, uh, his accent some, helps. True. But there, there'd be some moments where I was like, oh man, this is kind of, this is kind of boring or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then Gaunt shows up and it's like, oh shit, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Let's go. Get him, Gaunt. Get him. I think the only times I was a little bit bored were the flashbacks. Uh, and not all the flashbacks were bad, but but some of them yeah. I was a little bit bored about. Um, Definitely I, the, the flashback where he first meets uh, Blenna, his childhood friend. That was a little kind of, ugh, because it was just like two kids that were just, eh, Oh, eh. I, I like that part a little bit because they were in the Skolas. And That's the, true, they were in the Skolas. And he was like, keep watching those tiles, kid. I'm like, ah, we talked about that. <laughs> yep, with the with a little, little toothbrush. Yeah, we talked about the Skolas. But the other ones were pretty good and very enlightening. Uh, yes. Towards the end of the book, too, it becomes uh, very enlightening. I, um, I enjoy setups and payoffs is like, Story writing 101. Oh, and, set and, things up and pay it off. And boy, do they! They do. Boy, they do a great do job. Mm-hmm. Um, should we get into spoilers? I think I think we can get into spoilers. Um, um, we're, what, we're what was your half hour in? So, you what's know. your final verdict on the book? Final verdict? Um, I I definitely think it's 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 a thumbs up. If you're a Warhammer 40k fan, there's really no reason you shouldn't read it. Um, if you're a Guard fan. 
Oh, if you're a guard fan, I don't. <laughs> you, know you've why already you read haven't. it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you can't recommend it to guard fans because they they've already read it. They've got a copy hanging in the uh, you know in a frame on their wall. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think it's real good. I don't know about the other however many books, but first and only is pretty great. Uh, good introduction to the guard and how they normally work versus a very uh, sort of not typical uh, commissar slash guard regiment. But yeah, this is really good. I'm 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 sold. But uh, I don't know. I but, feel like it's another one of those books where you can't just be like, oh yeah, I've I've heard nothing of 40k ever, and now I'm going to jump into Gaunt's Ghost. You're you're mm, you might that's, be a that's little fair. Confused. You should need a little bit more passing knowledge. Uh, I think it's a little easier. On the most people, because you can just kind of imagine it as like a World War II in space, and oh, you can true. you can kind yeah. of work with it. Um, I think I, the reason I like to recommend this book so much is because I'm a guard simp, but <laughs> also it's got a lot. Well, besides the the Necrons and Infinite Divine, that's like an outlier. Most books don't have as much humor and character, and and motivation oh. and and morals and stuff. Because like I mean, yeah, it doesn't have a ton of humor in this one, but. Each character Some. has, like, they have feelings and they express them, mm-hmm. you know? As opposed to being like, I serve the Emperor, you know, the uh, Ave Dominus Nox, Hail to the Lord of Night, yada yada. <laughs> um, it, it works out that way and it gives you a good introduction to the Guard where not every battle is 40 million dead. These yeah. are still big battles, but they're not, like, consistent. Like, every battle is, is Normandy. It's like D-Day. Yeah. You know, is. Mm-hmm. which is like, okay, when it comes to the Imperial Guard, but it also, it's, it's a book that you can follow regardless, like the, the motivations of people. There's like a nice little mm. secret espionage thing to it. Yeah. It's got a lot of good uh, areas. And I think it's a great introduction to the universe um, because I think, I think the universe gets fleshed out better with this than with uh, Infinite Divine, because that's about... Yeah. Just the crons. This is like, okay, this is what it's like living in the guard. Hell, this is even like what it's like being a civilian sometimes because they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, crew on pyrites and stuff. Like, it's a good, like, this is the world you're being a part of. Yeah. It's it's a good branching off point to be like, oh, this is what's in 40K. Now I'm going to go learn about other guard or learn about the Empire or the Imperium. And yeah. yeah. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. All right. So, good recommendations for both of us. Yeah. Let's talk about spoilers. Spoilers. Where spoilers. do you begin with the spoilers? Though? Well, is there like, anything that you'd really like to talk mention? Uh, as far as spoilers are concerned, um uh I the 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 big payoff of um Oh, no, Flens doesn't get his face blown off by the um by the bar brown, does he or does? Oh no, that's Farid. Yeah, that gets fa- his face Farid. blown off. The 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 great twist that Farid was actually the pawn and not Ron. Yep. We yep. kept thinking that the Inquisitor got his filthy horse face into <laughs> into Ron's psyche, and in reality, it was actually Farid. So when Ron yep. bl- fucking blows his torso into two. <laughs> Yeah, because all, all all you know is like uh, Heldane says, like, "Oh yeah, my my porn is at his side." Um, so dark it's like side. It, the dark side. Uh, so you could think it was Ron, and it was like, "Oh, maybe it's Ron," and I don't know. I was, I wasn't super. I kind of the whole time I kind of knew it was Farid. Um, only oh, because because Ron kept on being like, "Ah, oh, get out of my head! Get out of my head!" True. And so that's, I think that that was the obvious misdirection. Yeah. But it was just like, Gaunt had been so suspicious of Farid. And he was like, oh, why don't I trust Farid? Oh, he's my friend. Or at least I thought he was my friend. Why don't I trust him? I should trust him. But I don't. And I'm like, mm. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, they mentioned it. Kind of sus. They meant. <laughs> Get out of my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> they did mention it a couple times where they, they were looking at, at Farad and like, I feel like I should be trusting him, but I'm not. Why aren't I? This is Farad, my buddy. What the heck? My boy. We yeah. Friends. yeah. Which did give it away a little bit, but I think they tried to go with that tactical misdirection that Ron was also being like, get out of my head, get out of my head among us, yep. Seuss imposter. And See, for me, I thought like, I thought Ron was eventually going to like succumb to it and actually attack Gaunt. 
Because, like, Ron and Gaunt aren't exactly best buds. Like, they, No, Ron hates him. <laughs> yeah, they kind of tolerate each other, and Ron will listen to Gaunt, but um, they kept alluding, like, oh, yeah, at some point, there's going to be a reckoning, and either Ron is going to kill Gaunt, or Gaunt is going to kill Ron, and Ron has maybe tried before. And I was like, yo, if Heldane gets his grimy little horse paws... Uh, in in Ron's head and just maybe tweaks his desire to like go after Gaunt and kill him. Maybe like I was like, oh yeah, after he kills Farad, maybe he'll like turn it on Gaunt and they'll have to like duke it out and, and somehow they'll have to save Ron from the grip of Heldane or something. But I, I must say, how <laughs> satisfying was it when Mad Larkin sinks a bullet into Hellbane's throat? <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> so satisfying. The only the only bad thing is he survived it. I mean, well, he was he dying, survived but... air quotes. But yeah, that was very satisfying cuz fuck Heldane, fuck Dravir. Yes, uh, my grapes. Oh, my grapes, yes indeed. Um <laughs> It, it was, it's actually interesting. They don't talk, so apparently the next couple books really solidify the main cast as the main cast. So it, it's okay. a little bit less of that problem of like trying to remember who's who. Yeah. Um, but I really like how they apparently, there's apparently just a short story where Larkin is sent to a sniper post and it's like a big angel statue behind him that like talks to him. Oh, and, and he's like, if your friends are really your friends, why do they keep sending you out here alone? And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Jeez. And so that's why he's he's mad Larkin because he's kind of he's a little unhinged. Yeah, a little, just a little bit, a little, a little unhinged. He's a little unhinged. Um, speaking of unhinged, I think uh, Gaunt's ghost has made me realize why the Imperium and most people just are a little uneasy around psychers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, w- witches are like we, we keep <laughs> talking about psychers, like oh, just psychers, like no. Psychers being around make you uncomfortable. Yeah, because, like, in, in my head, when I think psychers, I'm like, okay, th- that's a normal, well-adjusted person. They just have, like, magic powers. Um, nope. No. Nope. <laughs> no, those, those are the inquisitors that are well-adjusted. You, there are plenty of just witches that are like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. When, when uh, at the beginning of the book on, on Darandara, and then at the end of the book with the witch where he like interviews her and they're like face to face for a while, I was like, oh God. No, oh, and she is... starts doing exorcist shit, like crawling on the yeah. ceiling and crap. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my God. I was like, this is why they don't like psychers. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. I get it now. Granted, yeah, it... that was one of the, uh, a, one of the best voice acting parts of the book the guy did a great job speaking oh, like a de- yeah. like a devil oh it was so good he 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 nailed that he killed that um but yeah, yeah that's, but yeah uh, psychers are no psychers are hated they're witches they're frightening yeah. i get why now no because before i was like oh they're just mages basically and it's like oh, i don't know why everybody hates psychers and now i'm just like oh god burn it burn kill them all with fire <laughs> yep. oh shit now you know why the sisters of battle hate witches so much yeah or why anybody hates witches good god i i like um it, i think a couple oh dude the the opening with the drums oh the drums that was so yep. cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a scare tactic the drums didn't even really do anything it was just a scare tactic to draw them out and get them to go after the drums, so they would give away their position, well, and kind the of. could just bombard them, right? Well, that dude did turn to chaos. That dude did have his mind screwed up, and he, like, shot the dude in the head with the last gun, and oh, then he that's... turned into, like, a giant, like, creepy demon. That's true. Was that specifically the drums that did that? Well, he had, like, a weird amulet thing, I think, on him, which well, was, I think, slowly turning him, and then all the drum, drums beat at one time, and that's when the other guy died. That's That's true. He uh he had a bit of like shrapnel from like one of the statues that something like that. Corbeck blew up. It was either I think it was Corbeck might have blown up a statue because he was like ah fuck this chaos shit, and then he blew up the statue and a piece of shrapnel got like caught in his neck and I I think he was like oh my god this is my fault because I fucking blew up the statue like an angry rager and then oh my god everybody loved him. What was his name? Drail. Oh uh, who? The one that turned into the big. 
fucking oh, chaos. Oh, I, I don't know. Monster. His he he was just random soldier. I don't yeah. remember. They, they all made I know it sound like he into... was like he was like the comic relief. He's the one that held everybody's moral morale in check, and everybody no, loved him. And no, that's that's different. Um, that dude oh. in the beginning who turned was was like crazed guy, and he, he died. And it was sad and all, but no, it was the guy who got blinded at the end. Um, oh. that that was the nice guy. Uh, remember because oh, he was okay. the dude who decided to like the sweeper in the Egyptian tomb. Thelio. Right, Doman or Domun, Doman. Dude, I, like I, I only yeah. care about the about the six ones from the fucking not model box and and like Milo. <laughs> That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> I was actually shocked that Doman survived. Oh shit! That's right. Did he? Yeah, he survived all that. Like he he loses his eyes, and then the doctor is like to go and like, yeah, this fucker's dead. Like unless I get him to a hospital now, this motherfucker's dead, dead. Uh <laughs> I think I forgot about that because because he had to go back for the doctor because stupid mm -hmm. fucking Flens, which twist Uncle Dursius was Flens's father. Father, yep. And, and they had to have their killed Dursius's father because Dursius left Gaunt's father to die on Kentor. What? Oh, yeah, on, on planet whatever, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, the names don't matter, but he left, he was, he showed extreme cowardice, left Gaunt's father to the orcs, and, uh, you don't, you don't do that in the guard. No. That's a big no-no, and as a commissar, it is his right to punish deserters. I, I must say that it was wildly interesting to see the stakes that were present in this book when oh. the, the fact that the big prize at the end is an STC fabricator for the men of iron yep which it, is like unheard of <laughs> like when they first went in and, and they were like oh yeah it's a it's a standard template converter I was like oh sweet good for them uh, that's that's great. STCs. All oh, the Adeptus Mechanicus are gonna love that. And then they were like, "Yeah, it makes soulless men of iron." I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." <laughs> uh -oh. And and then and Gaunt was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna destroy this thing. This is unholy." And the other, uh, what other guy, what's his name? Ferris was like, "No." Yeah. And then Ferris he, like, "Wait, what? You?" <laughs> and then he he made that really good statement though, where it's like, "Remember the last time five man scout team found an STC." And they were all given an entire world for yeah. their finds, and it's because they got some that made knives. <laughs> yeah, it made the best knife ever. It was like five-folded steel. Everyone uses it on bayonets. Everyone has one of these knives. And the Astartes like, use them. Yeah. And uh, he was like, they, they got all these riches for a knife. We found yeah. men of iron. and He's like, take what that STC made. And then fight one of these Iron Men, and you'll see how little that matters in comparison to this motherfucking thing. But naturally, Gaunt was like, no, I blow it up. Mm -hmm. Which obviously, like, which I, interestingly enough, I, I kind of wish that maybe they didn't do this because the STC turned on and started pumping out new Men of Iron, but they were like mm -hmm. chaos corrupted. They were I, all, like, deformed and fucked mm -hmm. up and shit. And I, I kind of wish it didn't, because I would kind of prefer the, the moral concept that it's a perfectly fine, well-working machine. Yeah. But And, and therefore, blowing it up would, like, hey, in, in maybe in, like, with you and me in, in our real life, that might be something cool because we don't hate AI in, in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time... You know, I, I almost wish that it didn't confirm his suspicions about it being chaos-tainted. Yeah. Because then that, it would have, like, a cooler moral thing. Yeah, having that dilemma of, uh-oh, no, this thing makes perfect men of iron. We could totally use this. They're not inflicted by chaos. It's like, uh And maybe if Gaunt hesitated for just a minute, being like, oh, I actually could use this to do some real good. And then I, he still I blows think, it up. I yeah. think Gaunt uh, shouldn't hesitate because he's Gaunt, but I'm glad that like Ra that like Ron was like, "Are you are you sure?" Like, positive yeah. man. Also, how exactly does an STC become like corrupted by chaos? Is I, is it just because I, it was on a chaos world? 
because I mean maybe because they have like a bunch of shrines and crazy shit and yeah I mean I chaos does could... chaos does anything it can put its its fucking tendrils in anything true uh, I just I guess I didn't realize that chaos could infect like machineries like I, I I assumed it had to be like some sort of like living entity that was like you know offering something to chaos that I don't well know. chaos have like demon engines and shit. That's true. I guess like they de- do, demon they? machines and all that crap. Yeah, and they have like juggernauts and and shit like that too. Hell, hell brutes. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you know okay. they have like the demon titans and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's cool to see such a a monumental f- discovery. Like, what a oh, crazy yeah. thing for guardsmen to be dealing with. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that whole ending bit where they're going through the caverns. I love that part. I love that whole oh, section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, and then the big, the big square off with Flens as they're retreating and they're trying to get out. The bombs have been planted. You don't know if there are any any new chaotic men of iron chasing you. And Flens is out here just looking being for a his, shithead, being an absolute fucking shithead, and just oh, it was I, horrendously satisfying to see the Jantine Patricians get gunned down by the Vitrians. Oh my god! And, and Brockus was like screaming, like kicking corpses, like "Get up, you <laughs> fucking coward!" Fights, and he's like grabbing guns and crap. He's mm-hmm. so angry. Mm-hmm. Because they and it's great because he Brockus was sure he's like, "Oh, the Vitrian dragoons are here." Oh man, Gaunt has no chance if my forces are. What do you mean they're shooting me? It's like last gunfire. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. What do you mean they're not on my side? Damn it! <laughs> So satisfying to see it, the Jantine get fucked. It was so so satisfying. I it, and also not just that, but with uh, when Hellbane, when Emperor Palpatine's uh, clone, or, or when his dude Ferris, whatever his name is, um, what's his name? Was it Ferris? Farid. Farid. Ferris is the Primarch of the Iron Hands. Ferris Manus. Yep. Eagle, uh, when Eagle you shard, right? Was his Eagle code shard. name? Yeah, that's how you knew it was me. Because uh-huh. he's and a master of deception. When he gets blasted, and we realize the twist that uh, Hellbane was actually his pawn, and he yep. didn't pull out fast enough, <laughs> and and then he just like <laughs> fucking explodes in a yeah. giant torrent of psychic energy, and then uh, Lord Militant, uh, the whatever, Dravir, just gets like atomized yeah by it. <laughs> at first he he feels like a rumbling from underneath he's like what's what's that oh i'm a little gassy and then just <laughs> <laughs> lord trevere just shits himself to death <laughs> exactly and then the whole leviathan just gets fucking atomized i i was like damn these <laughs> again psychers man jesus was, and and that's a well-adjusted psyker that's an inquisitor like Holy well, he, he he died and and he didn't pull out of his uh, surrogate quick enough. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, that would definitely be a problem. But um, also, did you like the really obese Mechanicus captain <laughs> in his command hammock? Yeah, uh. his command hammock. <laughs> as he's getting up, and he's like, "What did you say to me, you son of a bitch? Why is Cargo talking back to me?" Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I was I was not expecting an obese uh, sort of mechanical adeptus uh, deal, um, but they 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 use his his pride against him, uh, and <laughs> they distract him by telling him how like useless he is and how he can't control anybody on the ship. And after Gaunt punches the colonel of the Vitrians in the face, <laughs> report that. <laughs> I what I you know what I really like is the part when um. He's running away from the from the Jantine on Pyrite, mm-hmm. and, and he ends up meeting up with Ron and the, and the boys. And he jumps <laughs> out, grabs a swig of brandy, pops the cap, drinks it, points behind him, and he's like, "I could use some help, lads." <laughs> and the Jantine guy's like, "Oh, balls." <laughs> yeah, Brackus was like chasing them, and then he's like, "Aha! They they stopped. Now we've got them." And then like, um, there's like a hundred ghosts there, and he's like, "Fifth." Fucking Jesus! No, nah, he says balls because he is. Oh, that's right. Feth, he does but... say balls. That's right. That's the that's the Tanner thing. Is the yeah feth, sacred Feth? Yeah, they sacred just replace feth. fuck with Feth. Mother Feffer. <laughs> uh, 
It sounds wrong, mother it, feffer. It's saying it, like, whenever you heard in the beginning of the book when they said feff, it kind of threw you off a little bit. But the more they said it, the more you kind of appreciated it. Yep. Um, I, it was also I cool. I specifically liked at the end when he's uh, interviewing the witch and he, you know, he's he's very confused about how she knows stuff. And then uh, she I forget what she says, but he's like, oh, what the feff is that? And she's like, what's a feff? And he's like, uh, it's a oh, forget it. No, no, no he, he doesn't know why he said it. <laughs> yeah, he's just because he's he never because this is before the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And so he's like sacred feff. Let me out of here. He's like feff. Why the fuck did I say that? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what's a feff? It's the whole witch part I would normally feel would be tacked on, but I think they did it just enough. Like yeah. she started explaining her his father thing and the book just ends. And I was yep. like, that's good. That's all you needed. Yep, good that's job. All, you just needed that confirmation that the witch did indeed give him all the information. Uh, at the very beginning, he has all the information. He did get it from the witch and her prophecies rung true to the last and it's very, it was very nice. This this book makes you want people to party. It makes you want <laughs> the, the Tanith to go out to shore leave and drink for their victories because it's so hard fought and, and rough oh, that yeah. at the end of the book, the little flashback of them partying and then he's like eating a giant fruit and stuff <laughs> yeah. and drinking brandy. And you're kind of like, yep. this is nice. This yeah, makes it's... me happy. Yeah. I pictured it as a watermelon, whatever that fruit was. I don't know if it actually was. Uh, it was some alien or some like yeah. other planet fruit, whatever the hell. Yeah, was. they were like, oh yeah, it's cool and sweet, and we gotta spit out the seeds. I was like, look, you might pretend like that's alien fruit, but that's a fucking watermelon, and you know it. it could be like a mango <laughs> or like a papaya. Or, uh, I, don't I don't know. Well, yeah, what? It's a fucking watermelon. It's a big cherry. A really big cherry. This <laughs> is a giant cherry. Cracks it open. That's fair. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. But Gaunt's Ghosts. Gaunt's Ghosts. Were, were you a little bit uh, bigger on it after your second listen? Much more so on the second listen. Because, like, the first listen, I was like, I got the gist of it, but I, that needs a second read. And once the second read happened, I was like, okay, now I got it. Now I understand Good, 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 good. I could differentiate the characters a little easier, and yeah, it, it made a lot more sense the second time through. Did you like the fact that the young kid Milo literally had bagpipes? <laughs> That's right, I forgot. He did yeah, he had actual bagpipes. bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, and in in the trenches, he was like, oh, I, I think this is a good time for some tunes, and he just starts blowing the bagpipes, <laughs> and then Bragg starts singing along as he's murdering people and it's just oh let's all have a nice song and dance while we're fighting off chaos in these fucking muddy decrepit Bra- Bragg's just Bragg's just like oi get down and he pulls out a fucking <laughs> rocket launcher with one arm it's like woo hooray <laughs> Jesus um but uh, <laughs> in that case uh, obviously you know you said you like it it's not your favorite but you liked it I yeah. think it's the greatest thing ever but like uh, I'm a guard simp um now here's a question then DK Okay. Because we we need to read a new book. Ooh, we do need a new book, don't we? I was going to ask what the next thing is. I know what my options are. Okay. Now, but I'm going to ask you. Do Ooh. you want something a bit more lighthearted, infinite mm-hmm. and the divine style? Mm-hmm. Or do you want something a little bit more darker, a little more 40K grimdarky? Ooh, man. Hmm. That's tough. I almost want Yeah, let's go grim dark. Let's 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 go dark. Let's let's really 40k this shit up and then we can like go lighthearted and sort of just palette cleanse. Cuz Gone's ah. Ghost wasn't super grim dark. It was, you know, uh there was a lot of hope at the end of it, a lot of celebration, a lot of, you know, hard-fought victories. So yeah, let's 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 grim fucking dark it down. Good. I'm glad you said that. Mm. I'm going to force everybody to enjoy the Night Lords like I do now. Yes! Uh, Are we doing the Night Lord books? I would like to do the first of the Night Lord books uh, of the Night Lord Omnibus. Um, I guess I could recommend the entire thing, but there's so much. Mm -hmm. And and I want to respect people's time. Um, So we'll do the first book of the Night Lords trilogy of Talus... Valcorin, 
of um, First Claw, 10th Company, 8th Legion. It is called Soul Hunter. Soul Hunter. Soul nice. Hunter. The story of First Claw, of, of our good men's Talos, Zarl, Macutium, Syrian, and Uzas. Oh and we will we will have the Soul Hunter be the next book in the book club. I, I'm actually super hyped about that because like th- these are the books that like made you actually want a Night Lord's army, right? And you you've been talking about these books for a while, so I'm like, yeah, I have. I, I I honestly part of me wants to recommend all of them because I think the first book is incredible and it's the it's the 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 worst. Okay. Se- I think the second book is the best, and the third is better than the first. So, it's they're really good. Uh, but cloths, let's go. They're they're long books, they're like twelve hours, so they're pretty long each. Uh, so I didn't want to do all of them because that's yeah. like that's like two full days of reading. Um, oh no, not half, two whole days. Ash, I respect people's time. I don't fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Read them all. Soul Hunter. Is the first is there's next book club book. Thank you all very much for listening to this Gaunt's Ghost Book Club. To the uh uh DK to the first and last to the first and only. <laughs> first and last. <laughs> no, Tan Tana's first and last. Tanith first and only. That's what that's what they that's what they clink their glasses to in the bar in Pyrites. That's fair. First and last, did... first and only. I also did like I don't I don't remember if it was the witch or whoever said it, but they were like, "Oh yeah, you uh, you're your father's only son. You're the first and only child he had." And I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a different spin on the title instead of just like it being about the regiment and them being the first and only from Tanith. It's like, oh, gone is the first and only child of his father. Mm-hmm. And he's probably yeah. the only one in his bloodline, considering yeah. his orphan and all that. But yeah, um, for all of you, my name has been Bricky. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me, Bricky, everywhere. DK, where can they find you? DK Diamantes everywhere that matters. Yeah, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Don't and talk about Instagram. Nope. Obviously, our fantastic editor and Overlord Supreme, Shy. <laughs> you can find her quite shy, quite shallow. We will see you soon for the next. Well, we'll see you next month for next book club, but you'll see another episode of this ridiculous soon. 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 Scotland forever! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>